the May 17, 2019 edition of Weekly Signals Meltdown, a reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Wow. Who's that? As always, the most dangerous quadruped on Earth, (laughs) Mahler. The fake news dog. Oh, yeah, there he is. Good boy. Coming up, illiberal democracy. Mm. The post-war order. Facial recognition. I recognize your face. There you go. Yeah, I do. And more, but first. Mm -hmm. Do you talk to God, Mike? (laughs) The problem I'm having with that idea is he... Talks back to me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Talks back to Mahler too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's always... the thing that surprised yeah. me. Was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't expect that. For $45, quack doctor Lance Wallnow and crackpot televangelist Jim Baker will sell you a Trump Cyrus coin that you can use as a point of contact between you and and God, as you pray for Trump's re-election in 2020. You going to get yourself one of them, Mike? I have two of them, Nathan. <laughs> one for each point of contact. This is coming from Jim Baker. Yeah. Praise Jesus. This is so amazing. Tell us more, Nathan. Cyrus the Great, a Persian king in 600 BC, invited the Jews back to Jerusalem. That's what he's known for. That was the big deal. Oh, okay. That's why they yeah. commemorate yeah. him. That's right. And according to Israel's henchman, Benjamin Netanyahu, <laughs> you know that guy, right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Trump is like Cyrus. Yeah. Because he's inviting the Jewish folk back into Jerusalem. Benjamin Netanyahu? Yeah. We call him Three Fingers Benny. That's his mob nickname. Mob Just, nickname? Yeah, Three Fingers? Three Fingers A ben. whole ounce, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and many idiots like Baker believe Trump is like Cyrus, divinely ordained. <laughs> Nathan, yeah, we've been talking about this a little bit about if there is such a thing as biblical prophecy, and if there is such well, a thing is. as fulfill. Well, there are. You, yeah, 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 you're right. There are. But I'm saying the idea that they'll be fulfilled. If there is such a thing that biblical fulfillment is happening, yeah, Donald Trump fits a lot of the checks, a lot of the boxes for, for the, the Antichrist. for the Antichrist. Yeah, this guy sounds like him. And he's gone out of his way to help this religious right Christian fundamentalist fulfill the prophecy of revelations. Well, Cyrus wasn't the best guy in the world either. Oh, okay. Let's like get, let's, like Trump. He yeah. wasn't what do you call that? Moral. Yeah. I wonder if what happened if you used your Trump coin to pray for Bernie Sanders to be president. <laughs> I wonder if that would like mess everything up. God would be up there going, wait a second. Yeah. I gave those people that coin to talk to me to elect Trump. And here's some guy using it to direct, like Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I'm confused. I wonder if you used one of those coins at Trump Tower. Yeah. Like you wanted to rent a room for a night. Yeah. At one of the Trump hotels. Uh-huh. And you just flipped that thing out yeah. onto the desk and said. Use it as a tip. Make it a double. Take my room. Anyway. Can we, yes, go ahead. According to these Christian grifters, quack Dr. Lance Wallnow and crackpot televangelist Jim Baker, the Lord, the Almighty God who created the heaven and earth, Till death do us part, and who exists in the realm beyond space and time, said that this coin is the point of contact between him, the Almighty God, and you, 
to pray for Trump's success. I want to be sure you understand that. Wow. And it's only $45. That's it? It's only $45. We accept MasterCard, Visa, and American Express. That number again, 949-824-5824. That's 949. Call in for your KUCI Trump Cyrus coin today. Every day. Amen. When you see it, remember, God put something in your hand uh, that you have a role in us. That's why we've got to pray. Amen. Because they think we're crazy. Amen. But we're actually the sane ones. Mm. That's quack doctor Lance Wallnow. Oh. You can also own your own uh, Trump Cyrus coin for only $45 yeah. from, like I said, Jim Baker, or on Amazon for $15 less. You can get one. Get out. For 30 bucks. And I did see this Trump Cyrus coin yeah. on eBay for $1.39. So somebody was disappointed, I guess. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Scientists created a living organism and the DNA it wrote in on. Yeah. The human-made creation could be a new life form of life. Yeah. We're creating whole new DNA pattern molecules. We're at the beginning of this era of the ability to create out of whole cloth. This yeah. has been created out of DNA humans created. That's right. Researchers rewrote the DNA of the bacteria Escherichia e. coli, making a synthetic genome four times larger and far more complex than any previously created. The bacteria cells operate according to a new set of biological rules, producing familiar proteins with a reconstructed genetic code. The achievement one day may lead to organisms that produce amazing new medicine. Well, there's a little concerned about the amazing new medicine. Yeah, there is always... Not that mankind would ever do anything that was nefarious or evil with new technology. That would never happen. They could make more snakes. The typical normal DNA cell structure, there are millions of little tiny elements to yeah. it. About a million. Yeah, what are you going for here, Mike? Well, a lot of it is redundant. We don't know why. Okay. And in the process of making this, they just snipped out a whole bunch of the redundant strands. We've taken this leap of faith by trimming out all the excess uh -huh. and creating this new cell. What could possibly go I wrong? I have no idea. Godzilla. God's, Godzilla, yeah. yes. That's it. Oh, yeah, this is really... We could also learn how the genetic code arose in the early history of life by studying our collection of human-created organisms. In case you're wondering, the new Escherichia coli is 4 million base pairs long and had to be constructed with entirely new methods. Yeah. In theory, you could recode anything, said one scientist, even a dog. <laughs> Ice losses are rapidly spreading deep into the interior of the Antarctic, new analysis of satellite data shows. The warming of the Southern Ocean is resulting in glaciers sliding into the sea real quick, with ice now being lost five times greater than in the 1990s. But this is just what happens anyway. You know, the Earth just warms up. This oh, isn't yeah. anything special. Please. Don't worry Don't about worry it. Don't worry about a thing here. More than 100 meters of ice thickness has been lost in the worst hit places. Yeah. But don't worry about no, it. Well, don't no, worry don't about think it. anything of it. A complete loss of the West Antarctic ice sheet would raise sea levels by around 30 feet, drowning coastal cities around the world. 
like Laguna Beach, yes, Huntington Beach, yes. Newport Beach. <laughs> Mahler, I guess, yeah, likes I Newport Beach. Santa Monica, Helsinki, Amsterdam. Yeah. The current losses are doubling every decade, and sea level rises are now running at the extreme end of projections made just a few years ago. Yes. We yeah. just did a report a couple of weeks ago about the Bering Straits, the yeah. Bering Seas, how they're seeing sea level rise, the loss of ice at levels they didn't expect until 2050. And most of the reporting that I've seen has been mostly about Arctic conditions, the northern hemisphere. This is the first one I've seen. I know there have been others, but this is the most troubling report I've seen about this. Don't worry about this. Just keep doing your normal stuff. Just keep burning fossil fuels. Go for plane rides. Just have a good time. And that whole Green New Deal thing. That doesn't matter. Please. That's so silly. What are they so upset about? In the recent past, snow falling on Antarctica's glaciers balanced the ice lost. But now the glaciers are flowing faster than snow can build them up. The speed of melting an ice sheet used to be spoken of in geological timescales. Right. But now they've been replaced by people's lifetimes. Yeah. So it's like a Mike's age. <laughs> a Mahler's age, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mahler would like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, for... Ten meters lost in a Mahler's age. In a Mahler's age. Speaking of there is no climate change, Fox News is getting snubbed by Liz, yeah, Senator and front-running presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. I called her a front-runner because I'm a news reporter. <laughs> I can make those things up. You can. Front-running presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren declined to participate in a Fox News town hall denouncing Fox News as a hate-for-profit racket that tries to turn Americans against each other. Which it is. Which she's succinctly right yeah. about that. Warren tweeted that Fox is a megaphone to racists and conspiracists and provides cover for corruption. Hate for profit works only if there's profit, so Fox News balances a mix of bigotry, racism, and outright lies with enough legit journalism to make the claim to advertisers that it's a reputable news outlet, Warren tweeted. It's all about dragging in ad money, big ad money. And she's right. Yep. She is spot on in her analysis. A Democratic town hall gives the Fox News sales team a way to tell potential sponsors it's safe to buy ads on Fox, she continued. I won't ask millions of Democratic primary voters to tune in to an outlet that profits from racism and hate. Good for you, Liz. Yeah, I think she's throwing a little shade on uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's going on now. Warren had just made a campaign stop in Kermit, West Virginia, the heart of Trump country. Trump supporters wearing MAGA hats cheered her on there. She's a good old country girl, a Trump voter said about Warren. She earned where she is, and I respect that. I may vote for her. Fox News had no comment, but executives at the hate-for-profit racket have been courting Democratic candidates to participate in televised town hall events, particularly after the Democratic chairman, Tom Perez, excluded Fox News from hosting any of the party's formal primary debates. 
whether or not to appear on Fox News, has tactically divided Democratic presidential candidates who are either doubling down on voters who know that Fox is a hate-for-profit racket or going on Fox to try to seduce millions of Fox News grandpas. (laughs) Bernie Sanders took part in a Fox News town hall-style event in April that drew more than 2.5 million viewers, the biggest television audience to date for a Democratic candidate in the 2020 field. The Fox News audience cheered him. When Senator Amy Klobuchar appeared on Fox News last week, she was seen by 1.6 million people, nearly twice the audience that watched her during an April appearance on CNN. Mayor Pete Buttigieg is scheduled to participate in the Fox News Town Hall this Sunday, and Senator Kristen Gillibrand of New York is due to appear in June. Julian Castro, the former housing secretary, has been in advanced discussions with the network. Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey has said he is open to the idea. Kamala Harris has so far declined Fox News' invitation. How do you feel? I wish Fox News would burn to the ground. I do not like the station, and I think Liz has a perfect point. It is a conundrum, though. Yeah, it is. Because they get so many listeners. But the only way to take them down is to take them down. It's not to give them more money through advertising. I understand why Bernie went on Fox News, because he has a history of being able to talk to Fox News voters based on town halls he's held in very strong Republican districts. Yeah, I get it, but I understand her point, and I think she's right. I, I don't know what the right answer is here. If this news engages you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI 88.9 FM, FM during our 50th anniversary fun drive to cheer us all up. Call 949-824-5824 now. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. 88.9 FM KUCI.org. 949-824-5824. During an interview, Representative Rashida Talib of Michigan said the thought of her Palestinian ancestors giving up their homes and livelihoods to help Jewish people after the Holocaust gave her a warm feeling. So she felt good, knowing her family helped Jewish people. Right. Somehow Trump and the white supremacists thought that feeling good about helping Jewish people was anti-Semitic. Yeah. She obviously had tremendous hatred of Israel and the Jewish people. Can you imagine what would happen if I ever said what she said and says? Trump tweeted. A few hours later, Trump welcomed authoritarian Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban to the White House. Orban used the anti-Semitic slogan, let's not allow Soros to have the last laugh on a campaign poster. And what did racist Donald Trump have to say about anti-Semite Orban? You're respected all over Europe. Probably like me, a little bit controversial, but that's okay. You've done a good job. And you've kept your country safe. David Kornstein, the Trump sycophant, serving as ambassador to Hungary, has said that Trump would love to have the situation in America that Viktor Orban has in Hungary. So this is a Trump guy saying that Trump would like to be like Orban. Kornstein yeah. was talking about Orban's concept of illiberal democracy. A liberal democracy is the fascist light system of government Orban has been trying to install in Hungary for almost a decade. And you might ask, what is a liberal democracy, Nathan? (laughs) According to Orban, Christian democracy 
is by definition not liberal, it is, if you like, illiberal. And we can specifically say this in connection with a few important issues, say three issues. Liberal democracy is in favor of multiculturalism, while Christian democracy gives priority to Christian culture. This is illiberal. Liberal democracy is pro-immigration, while Christian democracy is anti-immigration. This is again a genuinely illiberal concept. And liberal democracy sides with adaptable family models, while Christian democracy rests on the foundation of the Christian family model we call bigotry. I'm just making that up. Yeah, no, say no, 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 no. Once more, no. this is an illiberal concept. So really what's going on here is that a liberal democracy is a white Christian supremacist society where you have to believe in uh, white Christian supremacists and what they believe in. Otherwise, you're out. Yeah. You're shut out of yeah. the society. What is so distressing about this is that Trump continues to invite these authoritarian leaders to the White House and then gushes over their respectability, their leadership, their methods of achieving their ends and constantly builds them up as someone to be admired, someone to be looked at as a world leader when they're nothing but thugs and kleptocrats. Man, Let's start it with this love affair with Putin. Yeah. He said that Putin was a better leader than Obama yeah. back when he was running for president. That's right. So That's right. we knew early on, it's just that we have a lot of idiots in the country who want to turn the country into an authoritarian state. Orban is a dictator. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIradio.tumblr.com, on Twitter at KUCI FM, on Instagram at KUCI FM. Stream us live on TuneIn and on iTunes. Go to Internet College University, KUCI 88.9 FM, Call 949-824-5824 now and donate to KUCI on our 50th anniversary. Operators are standing by. Meanwhile, the Trump administration will not sign on to an international agreement to fight online extremism created after the mosque shootings in Christchurch, New Zealand, which killed 51 people. The agreement named the Christchurch Call to Action was brokered by world leaders in Paris and calls on governments and social media companies to improve their efforts to study and stop the spread of hateful content. The Trump administration said it won't join in the call to action due to concerns over free speech protections. Oh, my God. That's just BS. They just want to impress their Christian supremacist core and people like Victor Oban. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. The decision puts the United States at odds with Facebook and Google, which are expected to support Christchurch's call to action. All this while the Trump and his Republican white supremacist launched a new tool for snowflakes to use online if they feel they've been wrongly censored, banned, or suspended on Facebook and Twitter. The tool is a typeform page that takes about three minutes to set up. 
So apparently they spent a lot of time, the White House did, the Trump White House, in, in putting this together. Social media platforms should advance freedom of speech, the form shouts in all caps. I think Trump set this page up. He probably yeah. did. The Snowflake tool is really just a way to collect email addresses yeah. for the Trump 2020 campaign. German Chancellor Angela Merkel says she thinks the post-World War II global order as we know it is over. This is a big deal. Yeah, and it's so sad. Yes. And she grouped the United States with China and Russia as adversaries of Europe. There's no doubt that Europe needs to reposition itself in a changed world, Merkel said. The old certainties of the post-war order no longer apply. Less than three years ago, Germany was one of our closest allies, and Merkel was working closely with Barack Obama. Trump, however, frequently insulted Merkel over the 2015 refugee crisis and over NATO's budget and the U.S. trade deficit with Germany. During that, Trump, as usual, exaggerated the figures, made it sound like Germany was ripping us off when there's an arrangement. It's not that they're ripping us off. We get things back. We provide an umbrella of protection for Europe to flourish, and from that we get a trading partner. And by the way, the European Union is either the first or second largest economic bloc in the world, and so this is an amazing arrangement that has been a 70-year relationship post-World War II. It has provided the world with a tremendous amount of stability based on this arrangement. There are things that need to be tweaked, things that need to be addressed in terms of issues between us and them. But these are things that are not insurmountable. Yeah. They're well within our ability to fix. And Trump has chosen to make it worse yeah. and worse. Yeah. Uh, former research scientist Merkel has been Germany's chancellor since 2005 and was the leader of the center-right Christian Democratic Union Party from 2000 to 2018. North Korea got a new missile. It's a short-range ballistic missile, and it appears to be a copy of an advanced Russian design that could greatly improve Pyongyang's ability to sneak their missiles around U.S. missile defense systems. Trump, who has failed for the last year to persuade North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to give up his nuclear weapons, dismissed the new missile as... Very standard stuff. Don't worry about them. But his own military, Trump's own military and national security officials, see the short-range ballistic missiles as a potential threat to U.S. forces and allies in Northeast Asia. It's a low-flying missile with a satellite guidance system, which makes it potentially harder for U.S. anti-missile systems deployed in South Korea to intercept. Its flattened trajectory improves its chances of not getting blown up by U.S. missile defense systems in Korea, and the North Korean short-range ballistic missile would be harder to destroy on the ground because you can pack two of them in the back of a great big military missile launcher truck. Yeah. Now, this is another big development that is just a middle finger to the Trump administration. Yeah. How many times do we need to be shown that Trump doesn't know what he's doing when he's negotiating with foreign leaders. Yeah. It's all about his ego. They figured out a way to stroke his ego while they are yeah. screwing us. I got a beautiful letter from Kim Jong-un. Yes. We love each other. Once again, the heavy hand of the Russians are part of this 
technology, the story. Well, of, we don't know for sure we how know. they got it. Yeah, some could experts be the believe, Chinese. Yeah, some okay. experts believe Pyongyang ripped off one of the Russian weapons from one of Russia's allies and copied it. Russia has sold a version in the last decade to Syria, Armenia, and Algeria. It's also possible that North Korea produced the weapon with secret help from Russian weapon scientists. Or just simply bought it from the Russian mafia, too. That's, right. It's always a possibility. It's always a possibility. Yeah, I, know. I know. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's just some... Yeah. Oh, well. yeah, I know. Here at home, it was reported that hundreds of thousands of Californians in the criminal justice system faced bills for thousands of dollars in fees to cover things like probation supervision, pre-sentencing reports, drug tests, or electronic ankle monitors. I didn't know you paid for your own ankle monitor. That seems crazy. The government demanding the fees, whichever government it is, uh, you know, us county governments say, say they are meant only to recoup costs, not to continue to punish people who have already served their time. But every month, people struggle with the choice of either paying rent or paying fees that keep them out of jail. Yeah. So, Senator Holly Mitchell, a Democrat from Los Angeles, that's state Senator Holly Mitchell, has introduced the Families Over Fees Act, which would make California the first state in the nation to eliminate administrative fees charged to people in the criminal justice system. Most people leaving jail cannot afford the fees, so most governments collect little from them. Los Angeles County, for example, spends more to collect probation fees than they bring in because wow. people just can't afford them. So the whole fee system just sounds completely messed up. Well, and it also sounds like a revolving door of recidivism. So we can continue to maintain these prisons that we built. We yeah. built 20 prisons in the 1980s, 90s, and into the 2000s. The state of California built 21 prisons. How many universities did one, they build? One oh, university yeah. during that period of time. That's a lot of money that was put out for these prisons, and somebody's got to pay for them. And this is putting it on the backs well, of the somebody's people. Somebody's got to be in the prison. Right, yeah, exactly, and so, to justify their existence. So they don't want people to rehabilitate. They want them to come back in. You get out of prison, your chances of getting a job at all are not very good. Getting a good job are practically nothing. Yeah. In the last fiscal year, the county spent $3.9 million on collections to bring in $3.4 million in adult probation fees for a loss of half a million dollars. Most counties collect so little from the fees, they don't even track it. That seems hinky right there off yes, the bat. Yes, it does. Where does it go? Because of this, San Francisco last year became the first county in the nation to eliminate all locally administered fees charged to people, leaving the criminal justice system. The California State Appropriations Committee, that's who's going to review this, will consider what the Families Over Fees Act statewide reform would cost. Hopefully, they'll also consider the cost to taxpayers of fees that minimize a person's chance of succeeding and maximize the chance that they'll pay a revisit to the prison. San Francisco became the first city in the United States to ban the use of facial recognition software by city agencies and the police. Face recognition software is more and more being used by law enforcement nationwide, but facial recognition software could be misused for mass surveillance and possibly lead to more false arrests. 
I think it will lead to more false arrests. Of course it will. <laughs> of course it will. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's not justified, but it will lead to more false arrests, and it will be used for mass surveillance. It is used for mass surveillance. The San Francisco law will not regulate local businesses, and the technology is still unregulated across the United States. But San Francisco's ban is important because the city is a playground for some of the world's most powerful tech firm and spoiled brats, including Google and Facebook, (laughs) whose engineers have designed facial recognition software. For everyone else, but not for them. I'm sure that's what their their position would be. Well, people are already figuring out ways to block the facial recognition, things you can wear in public, which seems very dystopian right now. Yeah, it does. It does. The San Francisco ordinance will also require all new surveillance equipment to be approved by city leaders who could also seek measures to be sure that police don't use their surveillance to abuse our civil rights and civil liberties. This is the question that you and I have discussed for a long, long time. What is our expectation of privacy in the society we live in now? What are the things that we can count on that are our own business, our own private affairs in a society that claims to be free and open? Because increasingly, it is, it's like the abortion laws that are being passed around the country. Technically, abortion is still available to every American based on the decision of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. However, the practical implications of uh, getting an abortion in this country are becoming increasingly restricted to the point where, in certain states, it's Im- now almost impossible. And this is the case with our privacy. What is my expectation of privacy? What should it be? We're not having this discussion, but we're having technology that is essentially leapfrogging over our ability to discuss what's a rational expectation of privacy. Yeah. The San Francisco law may not slow the growth of facial recognition technology in schools, sporting arenas, and airports, which have folded them into their gate areas for an additional layer of identity verification and surveillance. Oakland, California, and Somerville, Massachusetts have introduced legislation for bans similar to San Francisco's. A bipartisan bill introduced in the U.S. Senate in March would ban companies, but not governments, from collecting facial recognition data without consent. So there's no ethical standard on this at all right now. And it's just a free-for-all to see who can get away with what, and then we have to put up regulations to prevent it from getting too intrusive. The Department of Homeland Security said last month that it wanted 97% of all air travelers to undergo a facial recognition scan by 2023. If 97% are going to get scanned, who are the 3%? Just for what it's worth, first class is 10%, so you know they're going to be scanned too. You don't buy your way out of this. I'm wondering if it's the pilots, <laughs> people they already know. Yeah. And finally... You ever Uber, Mike? Yes, I I Lyft. You Lyft? Yes, I don't Uber. I don't know why I think Lyft is better than Uber, but I do. Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, I've had good experiences. Hmm? At the end of the day, it's a taxi. The expectation yeah, that I have is. Yeah. But however, these people are. Well, I, I, not getting paid properly. Right. That we are we are in the the gig economy. Uber's been shown to clog up cities. Right. Uh, that's another of, thing. I know that's happening now is yeah. that they're overwhelming traffic in certain cities now. So we're burning more fuel. You're right. No, with each yes, you're right. On so, the bright side, Uber had the worst initial public offering in US stock market history. <laughs> You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. 
weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.